It's time for Sex with Sue and Adam. We are on episode one zero zero. Sue and Adam hey. talking gay, talking about what we need to do now. This is sort of the first podcast post pandemic. It's yes. not even post-pandemic. It's fourth-wave pandemic. It's pre-fourth-wave. Pre-fourth-wave. And everybody is climbing the walls. And they're, they're just so done. I don't know about you, but I am so done with wearing a mask. I'm so done with all of that. And what I know is I was a caged cat during the pandemic. I did not sit well at home. I'm an extrovert. And I certainly saw it with my clients who were crazed. Oh, my God. They were crazed. And I've seen some stuff in terms of mental health that I've never seen in my almost 30 years as a shrink. Because you were there for my situation as well. Like, for, for context, for view, for listeners, is that uh, me and my wife went into lockdown. And then we took on her friend as a, a throuple. Polly third, yeah. Yeah, and then ultimately that didn't work out because of various reasons. But Sue was there for the beginning, middle, and end accordingly yep and uh so me and my wife are getting primed to get back into the scene a little bit but we had to lick our wounds and 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 realize that you're in a situation where a lot of people are covid paranoid absolutely and how do you start with that how where do you go with that how do you so for a lot of people the market is I want to dip a toe in non-monogamy. I want to be sexier with my partner, even if it's being in a hot tub with another couple, even if it's doing a sex shop on a Tuesday night. I want to be, I want to be able to do that. I want to, and or if you're single, you're realizing, holy shit, I've been alone this time. I need to get laid. How yeah. do I do it? It's not going very well because, yes, the Tinder market is there. Yes, we've got Bumble, but it's not going as well as it used to. Well, so where do you where do you go with that? I mean, you have so many apps like that are just uh, becoming problematic. Like Tinder is great, but then Tinder becomes its own thing. And like there are people who don't like. From what I've heard from single bisexual women, is that Tinder is a, a cesspool because if you put it out there that you're a sexual, you know, you're a sexual bisexual woman, then you get no shortage of couples going, "Hey, I want a unicorn." I want a unicorn. Yeah. And so that's that's one thing. And then you got other ones like there was a threesome app, I believe it was called like Fleet or yeah, something like that, that, that that didn't get quite. And then you got like online things like Swinger Heaven or Heaven. I can't remember which one it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I, I think for some people it's understanding the terminology, what it is. You know, unicorn being a single woman that will play with couples. And my attitude about sing is they're called unicorns for a reason and they can eat anywhere they want. So you start. And I have lots of people that say, well, I want this single woman. I want her to have her own place. I want her to be 30 and, you know have a body like you know one of these supermodels and i'm like really yeah and she's not sleeping with anyone else except yeah, for you yeah, and your yeah, husband yeah, yeah. or good, a wife good luck with that i'm saying you need to call here's the escort list yeah pick one go look online and find an escort go on turb trb.ca which is the you know the escort review board or yeah. go on uh, leo's list and find one but you're going to end up paying for it yeah that or you need to figure out how are you going to add to your life like and i know there are so many ways to do it and you're right the, the hookup apps are not where you need to go so how do you do this you've got to up your game yep. and you've got to learn how to navigate this world mm -hmm. and i think that, that you know there's a lot of swinger podcasts and i think some of them are great yes but some of them there some of them are american some of them um, and so they have a different model around COVID. Mm -hmm. I think some of them are 
very much about what you look like and yes. as opposed to who you are and what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And certainly when we, you know, so, you know, I run a, a group called the Ducklings, which is a group for people in the middle, somewhere between the crazy swingers and your parents' bridge club to be the, some people called it the gateway drug. And I said, no, it's not that, because sometimes there are people who just want to stay in a flirty environment and go home and be with their partners. And, and yeah, to, to jump on that, right? There are, there are different levels of ducks. Right. Uh, do you want to describe the different levels? Well, the ducklings are, are it came out of uh, a, an event that I did seven years ago with, it was a course on keeping it hot. Uh, love languages, tantric sex, with new and toys, sexual communication, all of that. And from that, it, it, we just did some fun things. We went and we had, it was, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, was at the top of the New York Times bestselling list. We had a number of, of people, including the best dominatrix in the country to come and do a talk and then subsequently show us her dungeon and go for beer afterwards and everybody was like we want to do more of this mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. the traditional dating dinner and a movie dinner and a movie dinner and a movie and you're bored yeah and one of the great studies that came out of the last 10 years is talking about how to couple stay together and besides communication and not threatening the relationship and trying to put the other person's needs ahead of their own the big one was sexy date nights and people mm. weren't doing sexy date nights. They, you know, may do a date night where they go for a walk, but are they doing it without panties? Yeah. So that piece, so ducklings came out of that and there are a rating system from one to five, one being educational. I did just, we did one on women's orgasm, just did a class here where I gave out a $200 Zumio top end vibrator and we talked about, it was really open and genuine because women were talking about how they thought their lips were too big or their clit was too small or they were too hairy. Or, and, Absolutely. and it was great. So 14 women all masturbating together. Yeah. It was really hot. Then we all floated naked in the pool. It was a really fun evening. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> it was a great time. All the guys were like, please let me come. And I'm like, nope, you can't come. And maybe that may be a discussion for a future podcast is an episode would be like, your own insecurity with your anatomy because uh, me and my wife, we watched this show on uh, on Prime called Naked Attraction. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with it? You know, where they... Yeah. And, and so many people are insecure. And I, I love that show because it has all the body types. Yeah. You know, including transgender. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really interesting to be, like, to have a very frank conversation about your, your body right. and how you feel about it. And I think maybe that's something that might be a, a, worth a discussion later on because obviously men have their own yeah. Issues as well, right? And right. Absol- absolutely. I spend a lot of my day talking about penis size and ability, yep. premature ejaculation, and and I'm like, I'm a woman at fifty. I don't care what you can do, what your dick's doing. I want to know what you can do with your hands and your mouth. Like, yeah. I expect you to see me. Absolutely. And and that's the problem with a lot of guys is is that that they're that they're they're looking over the woman's shoulder they're not present they're you know they, they're with somebody but in their head they're fantasizing and yes. it's it's like talk about the biggest turnoff i said yeah. the biggest thing for guys if i had to advise guys about you know how to get laid yeah chill the fuck out just chill stop being a retriever that's trying to hump your leg all the time yes you know six visits and then just be like be i always say be the woody harrelson just be like yeah i'm i'm not that interested in sex but open if the possibility came up yeah and be sort of friendly happy and chill the other possibility the other thing i say is be give the women positive attention and be present with them i don't care if they're not entirely your type but you're with them that moment be with them yeah and it's a, a perfect contextual story is uh when we came here for the mm-hmm. pool party and that's uh-huh. when i that's when i hooked up with 
uh, Tiffany. Okay. Had an encounter with Tiffany. And that, and, and that started because... And then eventually my wife came because she was late, and then we also had an encounter with Tiffany same like the next like the same day. Mm-hmm. But the encounter started because I was sitting, I was hanging out, having a couple of drinks, talking to two or three people about their tattoos, had a good time. One of the ladies, Tiffany, offered to hang out with me in the pool, hung out, and I said, "Hey, is there a chance you want to go downstairs?" She said, "Yeah, that sounds great." But I put it out there in a sense that if she said no. I'm still going to hang out with her. I'm still going to talk to her about her tattoos yeah. and so on and so forth. It's just it's a it's a no pressure attempt, and it, and, it, and you have to be fully accepting of the fact that they might say no. Yeah. Right. Because because not no everyone is everyone. Because and, and and if she had said no, it doesn't have to be a reflection on you. No. It's a reflection on where she's at. Yes. In the process, and you don't know if she's got somebody else or. She's, you know, she's on her period or whatever that issue is. She, you don't Absolutely. know that. So people don't always tell you. So it's about being safe enough, but it's chill. It's chill. If I say anything to guys, it's just the cooler you are, the more likely you are to get laid. And, and if you assume you're going, like I tell guys, if they're coming to the ducks, it's like, if you're going to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, the rule is you go to six meetings before you make a decision about whether AA is for you. Yeah. And that is, it takes that long to sort of get a sense of it. And I tell ducks, come to six. If you come to six, just help put the chairs away or come participate or help or offer to volunteer. And you get to know people. By the end of the sixth time, you may probably have women sitting on your lap. Like, I know the friendliest, sexiest, skankiest women that'll put your, their hand out to you the first time they meet you. They are cool. They may be licking somebody else's ear, yeah. but you get a hand. And they're like, what's the deal? I'm like, because they have known that person for five years. So back off. They're very comfortable. Very comfortable. And they are not... Women is about safety. And guys, don't get that. Oh, my God. You know, last serial axe murder in the city was like the creepy colonel. He was like lived six blocks from me. Yeah. And guys don't think that way. But women are always worried about our physical safety. Absolutely. So if you're not, you have to let them understand that you are safe, that puppies like you, that you're going to yes. help, that you're going to help them and that you are not going to be a creep. And, you know, certainly the ducks are run by women and we have safety is paramount. It is very female focused. Very I, I, female focused, but it's between it's, yourself and the social media team, which is mostly females. My advisory team, my advisory board is all women. Yeah. And so if, we, if, if you give women a safe place and you don't pressure them, be amazed at how sexy they are. So that that's the ducks. But in terms of other kinds of things, and certainly we can talk about at a later podcast about what's going on in Ottawa, but it's certainly what's going on in Ontario, what's going on in Canada or in North America about where the market's changing. Yes. I started in radio, you know, 25 years ago, and it was, you know, it was, oh my God, if I touch her elbow, will her nipples fall off? Like, like what's an orgasm? Like, really sure. innocent questions, because nobody had the internet. Like, it was like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And then quickly it was, I'd get questions like, you know, how do I have anal sex? And then it moved into, you know, porn. And, and it's quickly how quickly the paradigm shifts. It's shifting right now. Yes. And it's staying on what is that shift. And we're seeing it because of COVID, because of all of those changes. And people have to learn how to dip a toe gracefully in a way that gives them the opportunity to have great sex. In a way that makes it safe and, 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 and with your partner or 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 outside of that. Yes, and we're going to give you through these podcasts, give you the steps on how you need to do this. Right, it's a process. It is not, and and again, there's nobody pulls you aside in high school and explains this to you. Yeah, 
you know, and if you're if you're smooth enough and good looking enough, and and you know, been to enough sex parties, you don't need necessarily need this coaching. Although those guys tend to, you know, I tend to meet them, and they leave me cold because they're not. I, I think refreshing your knowledge, especially through hopefully this podcast and learning about what you should and shouldn't do, because dynamics change, and you have to keep up to date with what new trends or expectations exist. So maybe this might be a great time to discuss what my history is, because like it evolves you at a certain point. But like essentially, the short version was I was in the military. I, I moved out here uh, back in 2011. Met my wife in 2013. Got married in 2015. And while before that, I was I was on deployed, and we had we had a lot of talks because both of us were very far away from each other, and we discussed the idea of trying to find a girl. She had just recently embraced her bisexuality, right. and she wanted to explore that because she grew up uh, Catholic and mm -hmm. repressed, and now is outside of that and is able to explore things without as much guilt. I'm sure there's still guilt involved, but that's just the way life is, unfortunately. Uh, and then after that, uh, we got married, we had a cat house, the whole deal, and then we, uh, she discovered Sue's non-monogamy course and through the Ducklings. And we have heard of the Ducklings before. So we went, we had a great time. Uh, I, we met a lot of really nice people, including Sue, but also other people who, mm -hmm. who became you know, critical to our, our friendships and so on and so forth. And then we start going to events, having a good time, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where we are now is I've, I've grown from this person who was apprehensive about the idea of having a threesome to now someone who, if my wife wants to talk to other people or, or plan something or do sexy or take, or take on a girl lover or whatever. Yeah. It's all great. And like, you know, so we, we had a poly relationship that for several months was great. And then logistics came in the more, it was more logistical weight. And then also some unresolved trauma. Yeah. The dynamics of, and, and, and poly for people who don't get it, you know, there's, there's three, four different forms of non-monogamy, right? There's, there's cheating or having an affair. There's, you know, sort of the don't ask, don't tell. I'm going to go see a massage therapist on the weekend, but I sure. kind of sort of know, but I'm not talking about it. They're swinging, which you go usually individually or as a couple and play at a certain spot with, and then you go home and that's it. Mm -hmm. And whether you see that person again is sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. And poly means you, it means loving more than one person it means you're in an actual relationship with yes. somebody else. And it is not for the faint of heart and it requires a whole lot of conversation, but they're all different kinds of sexual models, which is not the... Let's have a white picket fence. Let's get married. Let's you know run away and hold hands and have babies and, and push the ch push the beds together. Push for the beds together. Yeah, this is this is this is your grandparents. Yeah, and we are only three generations from being in that. You know, my parents met in high school. You yeah, know, and they're now in their eighties, and so you're now looking at different generations. But we before that, we didn't have any other choices. No. And now we do, and it's complicated. We don't even have the language in our vocabulary to discuss some of these words. You know, it used to be called a mistress, which is not the word for yeah. a poly lover or a swing. No, it, 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 that, has a st that has a stigmatization right. to it. Right, and, and swingers are otherwise known as the lifestyle is, you know, it's a whole different model. Yeah. And then you add the kinky people, which, which I always say is really a complicated thing. You know, I was out on Vancouver Island recently and been inv was invited to a group. And they said that they're small enough that they don't have a swinger group and a poly group and a kink group and a, 
you know, a, just sort of a general, let's have fun in a sexy it's way, a nudist pool. group, they have one big group, one pool. Mm. So some people are kinky and some people are poly and some people just want to bang for the evening. And it's all that. And I always said, you ask a hundred different, even just swingers, what they want, you get a hundred different answers. Absolutely. Let alone all of this other stuff. So mm. it's finding what's out there and what works for you because there is no one size fits all. So it's trying to see what that looks like. And, and most people are looking to get laid. They they want to be sexual. Yeah. They don't exactly know what that is and what they need, or they want to be mummified, to, you know, wrapped up in plastic. It's going to be our Halloween party. We're not going to sure. do that. We're going to do wax play. That's also in our Halloween party. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And finding um, finding things that work for you. Or other people say, no, I just you know I, I meet a lot of guys who are wealthy because they come to sex therapists and, you know, got to be able to afford my fees and whatever. But their ideas, they've traveled every place in the country. They, you know, they've been all over the world. They've got lots of experiences. What they haven't done is bang, you know, six billion women, right? They, their yeah. urges to, like, how many women? You know, it's like, who he has the most toys when you die wins. This yeah, is absolutely. like, he who has the most, you know, notches on my bedpost. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's people out there that want that. And that's, you know, whatever floats your boat. It's not us to judge it's saying but that's out there so if that's what you're looking for and i meet a lot of guys who married their high school sweetheart and I'm like sue i just want to have sex with a lot of different women and i'm like okay let's let's figure out how you do that safely yeah exactly and and i think two big things to hit on for the docs which i i, I are, is our first group and there's other groups in ottawa but they're they're more sex focused and i think what the ducks do differently is there's education there's a there's a sense of community. Very much strong sense of community. You know, and, 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 and support. And I think there's something to be done with that. I think that's what makes our group a little bit more unique than other groups. And that's why I think we're posed to do a podcast. Is because we can say something and do it in a sense of like, yeah, you're going to get laid. But more like, let's talk, like, how do you talk about, your, tell your partner about your desires for non-monogamy? Or... To have to try BDSM or to try et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's more about conversations and how to approach those and how to become comfortable in your relationship and stepping outside that relationship. Yep, it's all of those things, and we figure out what that looks like and where do we uh, where do we go with that. And and everybody's I said everybody's different, and we said I think if you can talk about this microcosm, which is Ottawa, mm. in a province, in a country, and in a continent. And what reflects on that? And we can, you know, there's going to be lots of guests and different kinds of models as to how it does that. But primarily what comes out of it is people want to get laid. They want to do it with grace and integrity. They don't want to screw up their relationships or they don't want to be outed because we've got a government town or they don't want, you know, to be, to be deemed as, you know, as, you know, difficult or a slut or all of that. Mm-hmm. It's finding a way in that process to um to to walk with integrity while you're being sexy as fuck because i don't know if any listeners remember but during the ashley madison leak yeah. right ottawa was in canada and i think maybe in the, the North- world in the world it okay. was the number one place in the world for a variety of reasons yeah because it was it was close to toronto where it started we had big uptake in their late night market we had a lot of diplomats and international people it was a big thing Sorry, that's the dog. Okay. Um, that it, uh, it it was great. I spent a whole, oh my God, I spent a whole year and a half doing eight hours a day of of infidelity. Yeah. Clients. And I think that's worth mentioning though, is I think there, 
Ottawa is representative of a microcosm, like you said, of people who want to have experiences outside their relationship in, in, a, in, a, in an ethical way, right? Unfortunately, Ashley Madison was a non-ethical way, but it goes to show you that the desire for discreet fun is not just limited to the city, but it's 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 a it's a global market, and I think people in China or you know Africa or Russia, all these people want this kind of yeah, it's a universal human trait. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We've hit the twenty minute mark, and we're gonna do we're gonna come back and do our next podcast around definitions, and I think that piece around Ashley Madison and where people are and how they navigate all of that is what we need to talk about. But yeah. that was a great first start. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. All right. See, this is said. I'm Sex with Sue. I got more. And. So it's, yeah, I Sex mean, with Sue with Adam. Sex, I'm Sex with Sue. This is Adam. You get to, yeah, say who you are. Yeah. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to talking to you soon. Okay. Thank you for listening. Remember to send your questions to sue at sexwithsue.com, and we'll see you on the next show.